Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So, time to speak up. This series, it's really got me thinking. Every series does because I'm seeking God about it. I'm, I'm studying the Word, talking about it, thinking about it. Um, our series usually, usually are a full month. Unless God speaks to me, we go a little longer. But how many of you know that there is a time and a place for everything? There is. There's a time and a place to keep it quiet. There's a time and a place to sleep, right? There's a time and a place to, uh, let's, let's just be basic, eat, take a shower. You know, right now, this is not the time and place for you to leave here and go take a shower somewhere on the property. Right? It's not the time and place for you to have a three-course meal, right? It's time for church. It's time for hearing the word. We're worshiping together. Everything has a time and a place. And I believe now, more than ever, it's time to speak up. You know, the other side's unashamed. They'll speak up. They will. Let, let's talk about Disney. There's a lot of stuff in there you may like. Me too, man. You say, man, I like Marvel. I like all these old Disney movies. I like some of the other Star Wars stuff that they have rights to now. Yeah, but Disney has figured out that everything they do is propaganda. They are preaching a message constantly, and they are shoving it down your throat. The new Buzz Lightyear movie has people of the same sex, I believe, kissing in the new Buzz Lightyear movie. That's okay. I ain't mad at them. Uh, the movie Maverick made a lot more money, and it was cleaner. The Top Gun movie. Great movie. Has a couple of words in it, but great movie. Mostly family-friendly, and they're not promoting anything but an entertaining story. Great. Being heroic. Why do they got to do that? Well, they've figured out that every time is a good time. All times are a good time for shoving their propaganda down your throat and in your face. They'll poke your eye out with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, you need to know what you believe in because it's time to stand up and be counted. You can't wait forever. You can't wait forever. Scripture says today is the day of salvation. It's time to start speaking up. You may not always do it, but there are moments in time in your life where you say, no, this is the truth, and I'm going to speak it. God's going to give you openings. He's going to give you open doors. you got to speak the truth. Now let's get into Ephesians 4.11. I believe some of this text was in, in your bulletin in preparation for this series and during this series, but I'm going to expand it a little bit. Now look at this. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. This is what we call the five-fold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Not everybody's called to do all of that, but everybody's called to do something. You're called to serve. But my responsibility as a pastor, an apostle's responsibility, a teacher's responsibility, an evangelist's responsibility, a prophet's responsibility. There's five. Five distinct callings there. It's ministry, right? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Some translations say to perfect the saints. All that means is, say, man, are we going to get perfect, Pastor Matt? No, but we're going to get mature. It's translated in Scripture as perfecting the saints. You're a saint. You say, no, you've got to be sainted. You've got to be knighted. You've got to be chosen. You've got to have, have three miracles. No, a saint is a saint of God. One of the most carnal... Churches that we know of in Scripture in the New Testament was the church in Corinth, and Paul refers to them as the saints of God. 
You say, wow, am I holy on my own? No, you're righteous, and because you're righteous, you're going to live right, and that's holiness. You're right with God, and now you're going to live like it, okay? That means you are a saint of God. If you don't practice sin, you are a saint of God. You've accepted Jesus, and you don't practice sin. You're a saint of God. So this is saying their responsibility is to equip God's people. I said saints. Some translations say that. To do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be, there's that word, mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full what? And complete standard of Christ. Wow. Then we will no longer be immature like children. You ever met somebody who said, man, my ex-husband was so much immature. So you're like, man, my ex-wife was so immature. I've heard women say that my whole life. Say, he was cool, he was good looking, he was even fun, but man, he was a big baby. Or maybe you dated a girl and said, man, she was immature. Like, did she never have any responsibility, never went to work, never knew how to act? You know, it, it's, very, it's very awkward and strange to be around people that are immature as they're supposed to be maturing. We will no longer be immature like children, spiritually, but in person, in interpersonal relationships. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with someone who's so in, immature it's, it's one-sided. Can you imagine... Watch this. Can you imagine you went to somebody's house? Or they came to yours. Let's say they came to yours. This will make it even more awkward. They came to your house, and you're talking, and they're older than you. And they go, man, where's your restroom? You go, man, it's down the hall. And they go, would you come help me? My sis is already, her eyes are getting big. Can you imagine? No, just the, just, wow. Can you imagine? They show up, they're your guests. You're like, man, they're cool, they're doing, and they go, where's your restroom? Oh, it's down the hall. You go and they're, they go, yeah, but would you walk me over there and help me? I'm, I'm not real, I'm not real good at using the restroom by myself. You would think that was weird. But many times we're growing up, or supposed to be growing up as adults, and hey, our goal here is to raise up Christian adults. From King's Kids into 512 Youth, into this service, the goal is to be Christian adults, wise, mature people. Then we'll no longer be immature like children. Look at this. Here's what kids do. And you see this on Facebook all the time, don't you? And in the media and everywhere else. We won't, when you're not a child in your faith, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Oh man, I got some crazy thing. Yeah, but it's against Scripture, so that's not a new teaching. It's crazy. We will not be what? influence when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth we've been talking about that lately instead we will speak the truth in love it's time to speak up growing in every way more and more like christ who is the head of his body the church you got to speak the truth but in love i've met people say well i was just speaking the truth yeah but you hurt someone's feelings being rude now if i offend someone even if i'm walking in love because i know as a pastor People listen to messages sometimes. I'm sure some people have tuned me out, even in light of abortion lately, where I'm speaking out, say abortion's not God's best, that's not God's will, it's against Scripture. Some people have tuned me out, and that is fine. There's been other things I've spoken about. They've tuned me out. But I'm going to speak the word and the truth and love, and if I offend someone, that's a different story. I'm not trying to be hurtful. That's a, that's a difference. Same with you. Speak the truth and love. Someone, you're talking to someone or they're asking you about their weight, you can speak the truth in love. Man, I remember all those years I was skinny as a rail. Some of you are looking at me right now going, you're not that big right now, Pastor Matt. I know, but I was lean, real lean. 
And times people without wisdom would hurt my feelings because that was always something. I grew up skinny. People would come to me and go, you know how people are. Go, Matt, are you okay? Yeah. I go, you're not sick, are you? Can you imagine? What? No. Do I have a fever? What do you mean? You've lost some weight. I'm like, my weight fluctuates. And usually it was people that were having a hard time keeping their weight off. And I, I thought, can you imagine if I approached you like that and said, are you okay? That's weird. No, we've got to be able to speak the truth in love. And I love this right here. This is how we fit together when we speak the truth in love. This helps us connect. Look at the next verse. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. God does. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is what? Healthy and growing and full of love. Mm, that is beautiful. Now, today, you're going to notice this is, a, this is a basic salvation message. I think it's a good review for everyone because many times we as believers, we don't know how to share our faith with people. So I've got three points today, and it's very important. It's part of this series. It's time to speak up. Many have called this the Roman road of salvation. We'll get into it in a moment. And I've got text today. I've got word. I want to fill you with the word. I've been working on this for over, man, probably two weeks. And I know God has a word for you in here. So let's start with Romans 3.9. Look at this. This is important because it's dealing with my first point. And it's, it's a very important point in life. It's something that Jesus came to deal with. Well, then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? See, the Apostle Paul was Jewish. No, not at all. <clears throat> None of us should conclude that we're better than anyone. Not at all, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, remember, a Gentile's a non-Jew, so Jews and Gentiles covers the whole planet. You're either Jewish or you're not. They're under the power of sin. Someone say the power of sin. As the Scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. Apart from Jesus, apart from God, no one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. You know how the world is right now. All have turned away. All have become useless. Wow. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. You can see it online, but you can see it in person, in the oil field, wherever, at the store. Sometimes I walk by people, they're talking, and they're talking foul. Talking so foul, according to Scripture, it's a great word picture. It's like the stench from an open grave. There's rottenness in it. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their what? From their lips. My goodness, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Wow. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. That sounds like someone apart from God, doesn't it? And they have no fear of God at all. None. No fear of God at all. So having said all that, we know that there is, look at my first point today, there is a sin problem. There's a sin problem. Um, Pastor Jen may hit some more on this next week. Uh, i got to be careful not to be robbing her of her notes because she's been talking to me, getting some great revelation from God. And she's like, don't preach my sermon. Baby, don't preach my sermon. You, you get revelation. I'm like, God speaks to me through you, though. And I give you credit. She's like, I know, but don't be preaching all my stuff. And it's true. I don't mean to, but I, I actually, baby, I marked out some stuff this morning. I was like, oh, oh, God spoke to Jen about that. All have sinned is what Scripture says. Look at Romans 3.23. It ties into that one, that whole text that I just read. Everyone has sinned. All have sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Period. Apart from God, you fall short. Apart from the blood of Jesus, you fall short. 
All have sinned. Now, does ignoring it make it go away? Mm -mm. I've had people see a leak in the roof, and they say, oh, man, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. But it's there. Everybody sees it. Some people call it the elephant in the room, right? It's big. It's an issue. It's, it's right there. People will argue with you about sin. Sin, t sin talk is offensive. To, it, it is. It's offen if you're not seeking God, then sin talk is offensive. It just is. The cross is offensive. You heard, you've heard me talk about this before. People are offended, man. And society right now, they're carefully trying to rule out major sins against God as not sin. They're working on it really hard right now. I'm not here to condemn anyone, but I'm here to tell you in love, if it's against God, it is sin. If it's against His law, it's sin. If you've broken one of the Ten Commandments, then apart from Jesus, you can't make it to heaven. That's just what Scripture says. That's why you had all these sacrifices in the Old Testament. The problem with that was it was just pointing us to the way of Christ, saying no matter what you do, all the law is going to do is point out how sinful you are. Just going to point out how sinful you are. So everybody's sin, and ignoring it, denying it, I could tell everybody in this room, say, man, you know I'm six foot five. You'd go, man, Pastor Matt, I don't even think you're six foot, which I'm not. I think I am right now. On my tiptoes. Maybe barely. I'm, I'm hovering right around 5'10". So I could convince you, tell you it is what it is. I could tell you I'm a woman. I could tell you all these things. I could tell you I'm a dinosaur. I could try to convince you. Say, nope, I'm not bald. I don't care what you see. I know the lights are shining off my head right now. It's blinding some of you at some angles. But I got a full head of hair like Miha over here. I got hair like her. It's just long. It goes down my back. It's, it's just great. No. People are doing that right now with sin. And don't buy into the lies of the enemy. The devil says, the enemy says, the carnal mind says, the carnal ways always say, what I'm doing is not wrong. Then why do you feel so awful about it? Why do you, why do, do you deep down know that you need a Savior? You need help because there's a sin problem and God has already taken care of it. He's already taken care of it through Jesus. So society, they're trying to rule out stuff. So we ask, well, what is sin then? Does it even exist? Yes. And sinners need a Savior. I believe that once you've accepted Jesus and you're walking in truth and you're serving Him, you are no longer a sinner according to Scripture. But B, we call it B.C. in here. Before Christ, you are a sinner. Now some Christians like to continue to practice sin, and that's not right. You're called to be saved and live saved. If, you're really, if you really belong to the Lord, then you're not going to practice sin. You're, you're going to struggle with some stuff. You say, man, but I don't want to live like this. Well, here's the deal. All have sinned, but God has an answer, and we'll get to that soon. And you already know this. So when you're talking to people, please take notes or listen to this again. Start off with, you say, and this is going to be real basic. Say, well, people go, why do I need God? I mean, I'm, my good deeds are going to outweigh my bad deeds. Nope. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You start like that when you're talking to somebody. So all you got to remember is real basic, Romans 3.23. They call this the Roman road of salvation. Romans 3.23. Now, because there's sin, there is payment for sin. Okay? How many of you worked some hours this week? Did anyone work some hours? Raise your hand. 
does your boss owe you some money or they already paid you or it's coming right there's payment for what you did if people have worked at sin there will be payment and that is the penalty let's go to Romans 623 look at this very basic very simple I'm not gonna go real long today I don't go real long any of the time usually but I'm going to keep it simple and basic because it's the plan of salvation. And you need to know this so that you can speak up. And whoever's listening today, if you've never accepted Jesus, or you're not sure about where you go, where you're going to go when you die, then this is perfect. Look at this. For the wages, the payment, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The free gift of God. We've been talking about this for a few weeks. How do you accept a gift? Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, man. Oh, the check's written to me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You didn't have to do that, but okay. Praise God. Let me pray for you, right? You say, oh, man, how do you accept a gift? Thank you, man, and God bless, bless you. May God reward you. That's how you, man, and how about God's gift? A free gift. Jesus paid the price. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We got some sports fans in here. But human, have you noticed? Humans are naturally gifted. Siri has chimed in, amen? Humans are naturally gifted at arguing with penalties. Have y'all noticed that? Got some football fans in here, soccer's like, I, what? The NBA, bunch of crying babies, six foot five, seven foot crying about a call. I watched you, the whole universe watched you just foul him. <laughs> It's not out on me. You were right there. Penalty. Technical. Football. Ten yards. Go back to where you were. Go further back than where you were before. There's penalties. There's consequences for actions. Bill get pulled over by a cop. Blowing the speed limit out of the universe. They've pulled through here. I've seen them going 60 miles an hour through a, through a school zone. People get mad and they get pulled over. Say, man, these cops, man. This is police brutality. I, hey, bro, he gave you a ticket, man. He wasn't nice. Well, maybe he's having a bad day. Were you speeding? Yeah, but man, I don't This is my first offense. You were going 70 and a 30. You're lucky you're not going to jail, right? There's a penalty, and we'll argue with it. Scripture says sin requires judgment by the righteous judge of all the earth. So many verses tell us that Jesus was sent to be the judge. He's been given authority from the Father to make righteous judgment about people. And the same righteous judge says, look beneath the surface to judge correctly. But we are going to, same way, we're going to judge a tree by its fruit. There's judgment for things. You say, man, don't judge me. He's being judgy. I, I, don't, is that a, I don't think that's a word, but they use it now. Oh, man, bro, he's being so judgy. Does that mean judge-like, acting like a judge? Others go on to say, well, my God wouldn't send people to hell. My God wouldn't do that. Well, here's the deal. There's consequences. God has set up boundaries. Don't wait until the end of your life. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. Don't wait until the end of your life to find out that God is the righteous judge. Someone shot one of your family members or killed someone in a drunk driving accident. You would want the judge to be righteous and bring down consequences and a strict penalty for those actions. You say, well, that person's repentant now. Good, there's forgiveness, but there's still, a, there's still consequences. The power of God is this. You don't have to pay the consequences for your sin and die and go to hell. You don't have to serve time for your sin. You don't have to be a slave to sin. Why? Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're about to get there. So once again, 
there's a sin problem, there's a penalty for sin, right? And now there is the answer. Someone say the answer. There was a Christian artist, man, in the 80s and 90s. His name was Carmen, and I remember he would say this, and I'll never forget it. He'd say, when I was in school, when we were, we were in class and we knew the answer, he said, we'd raise our hand. Many times you say, man, why does Pastor Matt have us raising our hand? It's a sign of surrender, but I also believe, I always remember that saying by Carmen, that when you raise your hand, it's because you have the answer. Don't let people die, die and go to hell around you. There are those in my life that I've looked back and I've said, Lord, I don't know that I've done enough. Don't be like me and suffer the regret at this point. And I've had to give it to God. I had a renter years ago that lived on Sunset Drive. It was one of my first investment properties. I think it was my second years ago. This was in 1998 I bought the house. And when I bought the house, it came with a renter. And the guy, still remember his name. Man, he was a crusty old man. He was respectful to me. Sounded like he was from somewhere in the country that I didn't recognize because he was hard to understand sometimes. But man, he was, he was decent. He paid the rent. And I mean, back then the rent was like $225 a month, right? 1998. Well, he rented for three, about three years, three and a half years. And one day he died and it broke my heart because I looked back at him and his name was, I called him Ed, but his name was Edwin. That guy never wanted to talk about God or church or nothing. He would always shut me down. And I remember thinking, Lord, did I do enough, man, to talk to that guy? I don't, I don't believe that I did. I really don't. At some points in my life, I think I tried to deceive myself that I did, to let myself off the hook. And this is not, oh, man, woe is me. No, but it wakes me up and, and reminds me, man, sinners need a Savior. Someone told me, he said, man, well, you got it at home. Yep, but we got it at Vacation Bible School, which is coming up, by the way, this next week. Parents. You need, you need a place to leave your kids for a Christian environment like learn about Jesus? It's here. This what? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? It's coming up. Vacation Bible School. I believe Jonathan accepted Jesus at Vacation Bible School. That's an important place. I think, Dad, did you accept Jesus at Vacation Bible School? I accepted Jesus at a home Bible study. A church service, but just a house church service. But man, everybody needs an avenue to hear about the Word, right? You need an avenue, and that takes us once again to the answer. Let's go to Romans 10.9, and I want to read through this very carefully. Say, how do I accept Jesus? Oh man, if you openly declare, some translations say confess, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So you say, man, there's sin. There's a penalty. I confess I've been a sinner. I confess I've done wrong. Now this is what I do to accept Jesus. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hmm, very simple. Let's read on, though. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So say, man, Lord, I believe. Man, I believe. And now I confess openly that Jesus is my Lord. Let's keep reading. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be ashamed or disgraced. Jew and Gentile, once again, that's everybody on the planet. You're either a Jew or, or not, that covers everybody, are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For men, women, boys, girls, Jew and Gentile. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Someone say amen. Oh, that's powerful. But how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? That's where you come in. You and I got to speak up. 
There's people in your sphere of influence that they'd never live, listen to me or they wouldn't show up to church. Some say, man, I went to that church. I'm not going back. But you may be able to reach them. I can't, but you may be able to. Someone who respects you, someone who loves you, someone who's seen the change in your life. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And what else? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? My goodness. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring what? Good news. you got to bring good news to people. You have the answer. There's hope. There's hope. you got to speak up, man. Because we know that sin exists. You'd have to be out of your mind denying the truth or delusional, and the world is very delusional right now, or just believing absolute lies, totally deceived to say, oh, no, there's not sin. We don't need a Savior. That's not sin. Mm -mm. There is sin. Sin exists. Sin exists. And the sin problem brings a penalty with it. Somebody say penalty. Uh huh. The sin problem brings a penalty with it. But, praise God, the sin problem and the penalty that can be dealt with by the answer, and his name is Jesus. You've got to learn to speak up about that. So let me, let me revisit this real quick. I'm just going to review, okay? The sin problem, you leave, lead them to Romans 3.23. You say, hey, man, you ever broken a commandment? Everybody has. I have, you have, we all have. So we're, we're bound for hell if we don't have a Savior. We're bound for hell unless God forgives us. How do you get forgiveness from God? It's through the blood of Jesus. Say, so there's a sin problem. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All right? Now there's a penalty for the sin, so the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news, right? The good news is the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See the Roman road? There's a sin problem. Everybody sinned. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is Jesus. And the answer is you confess him and believe and live it. That simple. Man, I had to share this today. It's so simple. Some of you are like, I knew this, Pastor. I know. But you may not know how to lead someone else in the sinner's prayer. How do you do that? I'm going to do it for you here in a minute. I model it every Sunday because I've been called, you've been called, to be a servant, a minister of reconciliation. We're called to help people get right with God. Whether you're a, say, I'm not called to be one of the fivefold. Yeah, but you're called to serve somehow. You may not be an apostle, pastor, prophet, evangelist, or teacher, but you're called to serve. And you've been given the ministry of reconciliation means helping people get right with God. All right? The sin problem, the penalty, and the answer. It's time to speak up. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Say, man, is it time to speak up so I can accept Jesus? Yes. And it's time to tell somebody about it. It's always the right time. It's always the right time to love and promote and spread truth. If there is anyone at the sound of my voice today who says, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight, I don't know where I would go. I, don't, I, I feel like I'd be, I'd be lost without hope. I feel like I'd die and go to hell. You say, man, that's offensive, Pastor Matt. Well, Jesus talked about hell a lot, so I'm going to just repeat his words, even paraphrase my own way. Hell was never created for you or me. It was created for Satan and his demons, his fallen angels who rejected God, knowing full well they were created in perfection and they rejected God's plan for eternity. But is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. I've never done that. Would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Say, man, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. 
Let's pray together then. Let's pray as a church family. It's for everyone in here, but it's for everyone listening live, watching live. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me, Lord. I'm sorry for my sin. Say, Lord, there's too many to confess right now, but I lay my sin and my past at your feet. I can't make it without you. And because without you, I'm a sinner, I call upon Jesus. Lord, save me. You're the Lord. You're the Savior. Jesus is the only way. See, I confess with my mouth that you're the way, the truth, and the life. And I believe it. I believe you died and rose again. Save me, Lord. Cleanse me. And thank you for your forgiveness. Say, I believe and I thank you that I'm saved from hell, from myself, from my past. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand to your feet with me real quick. I'm going to pray for you. Even as believers today, I want you to answer carefully. Even as believers today, was there something in this message for you today? If there was, raise your hand. Let's pray. Let's agree as believers, the people of God, the body of Christ. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you for your people who have been so attentive and ready to hear your word. And now, Lord, make them ready. Prepare them. I believe today was preparation to go and share your word. Just to share our faith. Sometimes even if we don't have time, we can just invite people to your house, Lord, to come and hear the word. But Lord, sin does exist. And there's a penalty for sin. But there's also an answer for sin. And his name is Jesus. And he paid the price in his own blood. The blood of God, the blood of heaven, the perfect lamb of God shed his blood. Took our place so we wouldn't have to die for our sin and die in our sin. And I thank you for your people once again today. May the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. We give you glory and honor and praise today because God is doing something. Lord, I thank you. We give you praise because you're doing something in these lives. In Jesus' name.